Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm John. You might remember us from such episodes as, Oh no, we blew up the shuttle. And, Oh no, we blew up the shuttle again. And you are... So close close. to listening to RPG Pop Club. But we wanted to let you know, we now have a Patreon. And we have lots of fun perks. Want to hear Phil's real theme song? Do you want to name the next shuttle that we will destroy? Or a ship? Or roll your own sexy, glorious red shirt who might hook up with my, I mean, who might die gloriously? If so, please join our Patreon. You can join for a dollar. Or more. Or much, much more. Help us and we'll help you by bringing you the content you deserve. Check out our website for more info. And now, back to our regular scheduled programming. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. RPG Pop Club. Yeah! Hi, I'm Philip Sokoloff. And I'm Sarah Nicole Carter. And this is RPG Pop Club. We are calling this a supplementary episode because it falls outside of our normal format. Usually, we play a Star Trek tabletop RPG adventure, and then we review it. The kind of scenario we normally look at is written to provide an evening's entertainment, maybe many evenings, but they have a definite beginning, middle, and end. This week, we just pulled out the rule book and played, a, played, played around with flying around in space, making sure we had a firm handle on the mechanics of space travel and space combat, what the character's normal roles and procedures are on the ship. So we're calling this one Hazards of Space. We're joined today by one of our players, Ava Skolton, who plays Ingrid Jensen. How are you doing, Ava? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to be here. Yay! Yay! Well, awesome. Ava, do you like Star Trek? Do I like Star Trek? I love Star Trek. It's my favorite show. That's awesome. Are you a... Wait, sorry. Phil, this is really important. Are you an original Star Trek person? A next generation Star Trek person? Like, what's your flavor? So I've only seen the original series and a few of the movies. Okay. And I think I've seen one episode of Next Generation. Oh my gosh, my heart. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna help you with that. (laughs) I'm so happy you love the original series though. There's so much what Phil I keep it. So much Star Trek. I know, but how do you not watch The Next Generation? It's amazing. <laughs> you got to start somewhere, and you got to start with the original series. I only started watching Star Trek uh, about a, a year or two ago. Okay, that's fair. It's great. I'm happy that you love it, and I'm happy that you started with the original series. That makes my little black heart grow a size and a half. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But we, I think that you are owed the experience of The Next Generation. Because it is amazing. Noted. And there's when some we, true hotties on that series. What? Well, we, Sarah Nicole, when we do a Star Trek The Next Generation podcast, then uh, <laughs> we'll all watch uh, whatever episode you tell us to watch. Fair. But for this one, what did we watch? We watched The Corbomite Maneuver. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We sure did. The episode starts with them like just charting 
space. And there's uh, the navigator, Mr. Bailey says, it's been four days. So we've just been out here flying in space. And hasn't anybody been in this area of space doing this before? And Mr. Spock says, no. We're the first people out here to ever chart this area. And they spend the whole episode just encountering the unknown and just being on the spaceship. And um, I just love it. It's, it's the first episode of the first season of the original series of Star Trek. And it just sort of establishes what they're really doing. You know, everything else kind of assumes that backdrop that they're exploring space. And many episodes just sort of start on a planet or, you know, start with uh, them being given a specific mission. But this one, there's no specific mission. It's just whatever they come across. And they come across something really big and scary. And they're like, well, we should just go back. Like, no, we shouldn't go back. This is our mission. So I really love that episode. Any other fans? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I thought we're fans, of course. <laughs> go, go ahead, Ava. Yeah, I thought it was a great um, place to start, you know, just really establishing all the characters. Right off the bat, you have um, just Mr. Spock in there yelling commands, and, you know, you just kind of see the comparison between him and then when Kirk takes over and. Yeah. And then McCoy is there being his sassy self, as usual. <laughs> yelling at Kirk and Yeah. It's just it's just great. And you just really see um Star Trek's like the prime directive in that episode where they they're going and exploring new civilizations and and when um the other ship like breaks down, they don't just run away, like they go back to help and this it's just great. A good starting point. I like how it shows everyone at their station. Mr. Bailey and Mr. Mm -hmm. Sulu are there, and Mr. Bailey's kind of screwing up, and Sulu's like doing his thing, and and everyone's drilling, and everyone kind of has to do their their own job. And there's also the aspect of like how much power does the Enterprise have? How badly can we strain the engines to do what we want to do? And also they're they're looking at the other ships that they encounter and guessing how much energy they have and how much strain they can take. And they're sort of pitting their ship against the other ship. I feel like when we did the shuttlecraft crash, we were just kind of playing around. There wasn't really much to the scenario. It was just us walking around the planet and, and testing out the mechanics of how that works. And none of, the, none of the adventures really gave us a chance to just fly around in space and test the mechanics of how that works. Which is why we went to the rule book, and this is one of the rule books uh, that we're using called Starships and Spacemen. And it was published in 1978 by a uh, medical doctor, a U.S. Army doctor, Captain Leonard H. Canterman, oh, who cool. had uh, looked at the original D&D &D and um, decided that something else was needed. There needed to be a spacefaring RPG. And so he, it's mostly based on Star Trek. Um, but it's got this great section called Hazards of Space. And it's just the sort of stuff that you run to. That's stuff for generating planets and, and all that stuff too. How, how, planet, how ships travel and how they fight. Um, but this section, Hazards of Space, is where you run into clouds, you run into other ships, you run into, um, well, I don't want to give away all the cool stuff that you can run into. Because <laughs> um, we're about to um, recap our adventure uh, doing this. You guys excited to talk about this? 
Let's do it. So excited. All right. Let's begin our recap. Commander's Log, Stardate 7217.5. We have departed Deep Space Station K8. Before us to the north, east, and west lies the Lucani Drift for an unexplored region of space. Our mission is simple, to travel to as many stars as possible and record information about them and their planets. All right, let's do our landing party uh, segment. This is where we meet all the cast of our adventure. Dave, I play Lieutenant Colin McDonald of Clan Ronald. I am acting commander. Hi, I'm Ava, and I play Ensign Ingrid Jensen. She is a half Romulan Scandinavian science officer aboard the USS Cody. So, my name is Dree. I'm a Lieutenant Igor Petrenko from Ukraine. This is, uh, my name is John. I am Cadet Alejandro Roca Solano. I'm from Spain. I'm in the engineer department. Uh, I am Ensign Valentin Laurent. I am Ensign De Los Santos. So my name is uh, Trist. I'm a doctor. Um, I'm Argelian. So I'm a Vulcan. My name is Tapru. Okay. Now we heard in the commander's log, it was just a very simple opening uh just a very uh, open-ended premise that the cody was to set forth and explore as many planets as it could and chart as many different stars as it could so this is just a flying in space mission not a landing party mission so the first thing that happened was the command staff gathered in the briefing room to determine the best strategy for exploring as many stars as possible Attention all command staff of the USS Cody, please report to the briefing room. And uh, Commander McDonald of Clan Ronald uh, would like to speak with you. I'm yeah, sorry, I asked for command staff. Uh, Cadet, uh, you are not included on that list. <laughs> oh, oh, Lieutenant, I'm sorry. Uh, it is Ensign uh, sir? I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, you were not excited, Ensign. Roca Solano, but uh, we'll go ahead and include you this time. That's thank you. Just go sit in the corner. It's okay. That's right. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Why don't you go sit in your little uh, outfit now that Tapru is here? He's got his little backpack on. Oh, poor you, poor Roca Solano. Yeah. Really, really came into his own in this in this episode, though. He really got a chance to shine. Oh yeah, agreed. It would be so interesting if he was here to talk to us. It sure would be. It sure would be. Oh, hey. oh my goodness, oh, surprise geez. guest. <laughs> oh man, guys, that was my favorite uh favorite night so far was last last session. That was Oh, you're like, excited to talk about this, huh, John? Of course, man. That was the best. I did I did get a moment to shine. That's when I was like, Yes, the engineer, I get to shine. That's yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Well, you yeah. definitely you took it into in stride. So uh so the ship has a fixed amount of power to use each day and each ship system uses some amount of energy. It's like the ship has hit points, right? So it, everything, the phasers, the shields, the transporters, the life support and the warp drive, um, all deplete energy. And also if you take damage that also depletes energy, the faster the ship travels, the more energy expends. And so 
so our crew had to find a balance between traveling quickly between stars and leaving enough energy to deal with encounters along the way. Just so you know, you might run into Klingons, you might run into Romulans, you might run into other space anomalies. Maybe we run into Ferengi. So after heading, uh, oh my goodness, after setting a heading in speed, they set off from the starbase. All right, I'm rolling for uh, your encounters. You have an encounter right away. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Commander, we've <laughs> encountered something. I think we ran into the base. So the crew run into an unmapped rogue planet not attached to a star. I hope we don't run into it. Yeah, run across it. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lifeless ball of rock and ice with nothing particularly interesting about it. Uh, so the Cody moved on and finally arrived at the first star. The crew started scanning for life forms, planet types, subspace communication, and when they realized that they should have a standard procedure for scanning new star systems. So who scans for what? Yeah, I let's like just come up with what makes sense. I like that what you're doing. So should that be what what are we doing first? Just come up with like a three or four thing list. So we'll um, scan to see what I, kind of atmospheres on the planet. Communications probably first. We need to determine mm -hmm. whether there is some hostile civilization, right? Before we get all excited about alien life forms, etc. We could be having, yeah. you know, missiles fired at us. Mm-hmm. So eventually, you guys uh, decided the communications officer, De Los Santos, would first scan for subspace communications. Then Commander McDonald would scan the planets to determine the planet types. Lieutenant Jensen would scan for life forms and energy sources. And Lieutenant Tapru would scan for orbiting objects like satellites and space buoys. Then Dr. Triss would use her empathic abilities to try and sense the feelings of the life forms. Finally, Ensign Rocco Solano would update the crew on how much energy they had left. The system had two planets. The first was a gas giant and wasn't of much interest. The second was a class E planet, which are rocky with a high pressure atmosphere and sometimes have silicon based life. Dr. Triss sensed a lot of hatred coming from the planet. Lieutenant Jansen found energy sources and life forms in her scans. Further scans revealed that there was a crashed vessel on the surface of the planet. The crew decided that they should take a shuttlecraft to the surface to see if there are any survivors. If, if there are any uh, survivors, we may want to bring them back up in the shuttle. I think that's a fabulous idea. Them up. Is there so, any girls in there? De Los Santos wants to do them. Of course. <laughs> well, they're going to be angry, but I bet you they're probably pretty angry because they crashed. No, I'm uh, I'm taken, remember? I'm, I'm spitting. Oh. Hey, yeah, are you guys, guys official? We're, we're engaged. Yeah. You got engaged? We've Did been engaged. The day, yeah, they day don't, one. They don't tell anybody. <laughs> day one. I think it was That's day the thing. He went down on his knee the second she uh, crushed some of his skull with her. Oh, thighs, I was thighs. there for that, and yeah. I don't even remember it. <laughs> humans are very emotional. Large display of affection. I think I put that emotional situation, like, I... You know, held it back in my mind and forgot it. So anyway. we'll to the uh, to the shuttle bay. Who's going, Captain? I could see uh, Sarah Nicole getting super excited during during that discussion <laughs> of the romance. You know it. There goes Dave again. Like, let's okay, let's go on the adventure. Dave is having zero percent of the romance. You can hear it right there. He's just like, <laughs> no, hate it. 
No, stupid. <laughs> Not doing it. Ava and John, usually we spend a good amount of this podcast talking about the romances that go on in, in, in the game. Which adds you... to it. Which adds to it. And that's that's one. I mean, I really like that yeah. um, there's a roll into it, right? Like, you just got to roll. Like, you can hit uh-huh. on anybody and go for it. So um, I love that how that's added to our story. See? John gets it. Well, it's so integral in the show. Right. Romance and Ava gets time. it. See? I very get it. Yeah. Exactly. You have to have it. Boom. Mic drop. So so you're enjoying it, Ava? <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, yeah, she's engaged. About- yeah, I'm right. engaged. Aren't you, aren't you happy for me? I am. I'm very Excited. happy for you. But usually when someone gets engaged on the show, one of the people die. So well, just look. Oh, oh no. Remember when they're having Hopefully their wedding? Won't be yeah. me. My first character already died, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or the ship will crash. I guess Aaron's in trouble. Wedding, maybe. <laughs> His character's days are numbered. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ava, your first character yeah. died Oops. when John blew up the shuttlecraft. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. So did John's first character. You- <laughs> <laughs> So, so do you guys like, Dave said he likes his new character much better. His first character had really low intel, in, in, intellect. And he feels like he could play a second character much closer to how he would like to play it. How do you guys like your old, your new characters? I, I love my new character. My stats are way better. My old character has horrible stats. Your stats are crazy. Like, they're, they're really crazy. Those are just first roll every time. Do you have your sheet up? Locked out. Like, yeah, I, I, I know we're supposed to be doing the recap, but list off your stats for our listeners. I will, because they're All out right. of control. So my strength is fifteen, Damn. intellect eighteen, luck ten, uh, dexterity eighteen, constitution seventeen, and charisma ten. Okay, that's so, fine. You don't need bad. charisma. You already got a fiance. True. Yeah. Right. You just crush them with your thighs if they. Trying to <laughs> get you, you're fine. I think you've compensated for your low charisma with your role play pretty well. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I do miss um, being Australian. That yeah. was cool. I had fun with that for a minute. I miss you being an ensign. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, that's the thing is I named my character um, Ensign Jensen to rhyme because my old character, I realized we were going to go by last names. I was like, well, I better have a cool last name. And then I was immediately right. promoted. So, yeah, let's find a way to demote her, but lovingly, so that we can have yeah. that fun rhyme. Lovingly no, me. I would never want you demoted. <laughs> but It'll a little be bit. fun. I have an <laughs> I have an idea. I need to run this by Andre, but I have the idea that his character might have once been a lieutenant commander, and he got demoted because he just <laughs> the way he plays is so not in line with Starfleet <laughs> um, ideals that I figure like there had to be a reason. <laughs> that he was even a lieutenant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That didn't mean like, that he was demoted from something. But he's like actively making that choice. Oh, no, no. I, oh, yeah. I love it out of character. I think it's great. Yeah. I think in character, it, it, would, it would be like something that was frowned upon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. John, you like, so, you yeah, like your character, John? Okay, so so with mine, right, okay, so I went from a character who had pretty decent stats, which, by the way, I didn't know when you gained rank, you rolled. So my previous character, I didn't roll anything for being a lieutenant, 
which is fine because it didn't last long, right? So um, I kind of was a little bummed that my stats were so bad on uh, Roku Solano because I was like, well, whatever, man. If you know, if he dies, he dies. We'll get a new one. And uh, and so the fact that as you start to level, you your stats begin to increase. It really makes the character like me just love this character even more because it is like a cadet now who has learned about the ship, who has, you know, grown in his ways and is growing in his stats and his abilities to be able to get better at it at his job. Uh, so I am liking my character now, like a ton, a ton more. It's awesome. Yeah. I like him being the engineer. I was trying to pull up your character sheet so we could see your stats since we... Oh, I, I, okay. He read so them. I, on, he read yeah, them on the last I, time he was on. Oh, but you did. You've increased your yeah. rank, John, so you, you've improved your stats somewhat. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. The um, I was talking with uh, Sarah Cole about the um, about uh, what to spend my role on this time, and uh, your skill, you know, role. yeah, the skill role, and uh, you know, Phil, it's it's uh, it's a good role, so it should go to my main stat, right, and. Uh, and then I'm going to pick mm. up some, I'm going to put it to intelligence and go straight to being an engineer um, <clears throat> and being the best I could be because, you know, it's like that guy grew, you know? So, yeah, you he are Wesley. Awesome at his job. He is a Wesley. Here you go. <laughs> okay. So your strength is six. You, did you add your no, intellect no. already? <laughs> yeah, no, I have not. My intellect's going to become an 18. Oh, wow. Okay. And then luck yeah. is 11, dexterity 10, constitution 9, and charisma 10. Yeah. Ooh, that's strength. Dismal. Mm. Yeah, oh. minus three. But, but it's like how an engineer would be, right? I want to be the toughest dude. I'll be the yeah. smart guy. You're the nerdy guy. I love it. it. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That's fun. He's also young, so maybe as I, as I make sure. my next rank, maybe that's when I put on muscle. Yeah, you go through puberty. Right, exactly. <laughs> I grow up. <laughs> oh my god! Or you start like weight training with somebody else on the ship. Yeah, yeah. amazing. <laughs> I have to say, my biggest regret is not having a, a yeoman on the ship. I really liked, you know, the original series flavor of having a yeoman in the cast. Yeah, yeah. I my first character, I decided to be a yeoman, and then she died that same episode. So <laughs> <laughs> I do miss being a yeoman. And um, in this last episode, I had a lot of fun uh, recording everything. Like I wrote down all the star dates and and stuff like that, and it made me feel very yeoman like. That was fun. Well, but, you can go back to being a yeoman if you want. True. Yeomans are supposed to have well, everyone's supposed to have well-rounded abilities. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be fun to to play a yeoman. Um, I do like being uh, in sciences. You've got but, some pretty high stats too. Like. True. Yeah, you can pretty much do anything you want to. Yeah. Life. You could be president someday. <laughs> I could be president. Oh well, shall we talk about yeah. the adventure? Oh, you so, want to keep recapping? Fine. I want to be a Dave here a moment and say, so who's going on the landing party? Well, Commander McDonald went on the landing party, and he brought Dr. Triss, Lieutenant Petrenko, Lieutenant Jensen, and Lieutenant Laurent. Ensign Rocco Solano and Lieutenant De Los Santos stayed behind, and Lieutenant Tapru assumed command. Hell yeah, I did. I'm going to sit in the captain's chair and look real smug. Practice <laughs> <laughs> actually. That's right. Um, I do like a few, like, you know, like points out, like engage. 
and do a couple of those for practice. I'm going to like yeah. feel the sides of it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to put down the people around you because they're not Vulcans? <laughs> of course. God. You don't have to do anything to there. make them be put down. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So while the shuttle was being prepared, the landing party needed to find something to do. All right, what are you guys going to do during the hour? Take a bath. Um, should we do some karaoke? Yes, karaoke while we bowl. Ooh. <laughs> with the strobe light? Amazing. Yes, with, of course we're bowling while we have a strobe light. Come on. Gonna, are we going to have a roll off to see who is the best? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine for today because we all know that I'm actually the best. Sorry, right, D20s. D20s. <laughs> Oh boy. Eight or should we do roll twenty? Look at this. Twelve. My bowling ball fell no. on the foot. Oh no. Roll twenty. John oh, yeah. had a natural twenty. Take a picture of it. That's a oh, I win. So it's important to note that John did take a picture of that natural twenty and I will put it on the website so you can all see that he is the best bowler, or at least was that day. That was yeah. time. <laughs> So the landing party visited the surface of the planet and discovered two-dimensional creatures. They seemed to be harmless, non-intelligent beings following bright lights and communicating in short radio bursts. Yeah, I think you guys still have those things aboard your vessel. Just what? like yeah. they're in everything. Yeah. Right. Have you guys seen the, uh, the Ewoks movie? Sorry, a little bit of a tangent here. <laughs> yes, we have it on DVD it. in our car. We have right it now. too. For our children. <laughs> in the first one, there's these like uh, they're, they're clearly just playing with the technology of having just little light things flitter around the, the, the screen. That's how I imagine these things. They're just little. That's right. So we have um, that and a non-breeding tribble on our ship. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm nervous. Uh, <laughs> your your collection, your menagerie. Um, can we go back to bowling just for a second? Yeah, yeah, okay, always. Because, so we're talking about John's stats, and um, you know everyone has a bowling stat, don't they? Because we rolled for what their bowling stat was in the first episode. Did we? Didn't we? we did? Who was well, that? Cole, you keep saying that you're the best bowler. Wasn't that because you rolled? I think like, we for what did. You're... I think we rolled for. Yes, yeah, not. I don't remember specifics, but that sounds like. Well, we have it recorded, so we can go back and, and fill that out. That's to be a bowling stat. And then, John, you actually might mm -hmm. not suck at bowling, despite all the other stats sucking. <laughs> Hooray. I feel like every time that you play a game, that that should affect your stats. You're like, your stats should go up. Like you should have modifiers that, you should have modifiers that affect you know, how, you, how well you play in the game. All right, day. let's 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 make a dock. Let's really let's get this ready. Well, I need just, that. Like, yeah, next time we can all roll for bowling stats, and we can have modifiers if you want. And we can, mm -hmm. just, yeah. like, anytime we play, figure it yeah. out. You guys are gonna lose. You're I'm gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I'm such a great game master, you guys. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> as a almost so the crew as good as I am at bowling. Yes. Almost. So the crew explored the crashed vessel. They determined there were no life signs, but Dr. Triss was still sensing hatred coming from inside the wreck. 
Hey, you found Jake. a button to open the hatch. Let's push the button. Anybody pushing the button? All right. Okay. There's eight, eight of these uh, spider-like mechanical drones. They look kind of like they're shaped, kind of like triangles, almost like Tholian ships with with uh, eight legs, squid, eight or more legs. You can't really tell legs slash hands. Um, these are clearly uh, maintenance drones, not combat drones or or anything. Um, Necessarily designed for combat. However, they are, they've got their like blow torches activated and, and uh, <laughs> like on one, one hand, like turns into a blow torch, another one turns into like a, what do you call it when you make something hot? It's just like a, a red hot poker. Yeah, it's ready to, it's ready to get you. Thermal probe. Well, we, we <laughs> slam the button to slam the door shut again real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound the mechanical drone. I bet they're angry because their ship is destroyed and they These can't fix cute. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So so there's no one to rescue, so the crew got back in the shuttle and went back to the Cody. They left a buoy to warn other ships about the mad repair bots. In the case those other ships didn't have as good skills at closing doors. <laughs> <laughs> we're pressing buttons. Pressing buttons. Also, I don't know if we're going to talk about this, but you mentioned those things like 15 different times in this whole adventure. Oh, yeah. I wanted to bring that up, too. I love that. You kept calling back to them. Yeah. Like, all the other ships were like, watch out. Watch those... watch out for those spider guys. You know. Yeah. You watch well, <laughs> it's, It was just the idea that, like, that could be a recurring threat that came back, and there was just a fore foreshadowing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess it worked that it was more memorable for you guys because it kept being uh, foreshadowed. Yeah. Except we'd already done it. Like, yeah, well, well, foreshadowed. I did say those were just the maintenance droids. Oh. oh. You guys, we avoided, we avoided something terrible. Ooh. Okay. Very good. Very good. At so the Cody headed to the second star with no encounters along the way. This star had three planets and one was Earth-like. We detected no evidence of intelligent life, but we did detect a faint power source. Dun -dun -dun. So throughout this adventure, the crew's using the shuttle a lot because the shuttle doesn't cost as much energy. Right, John? Correct. Was that the logic? Yeah. Um, we decided that this was like a, a feature, not a bug that um, early on in the campaign, um, you guys being on a kind of a low energy ship would have to use the shuttle a lot. And then later when you had like a, an epic, awesome ship, you could just beam down in style and not like have to dick around with the shuttle and hold your pee all the time. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming soon. I'm sure. You guys, we just watched um, the, epi uh, what's the episode we watched with the, um, Cochrane, Eric. What's the name of that episode? Uh, I'm asking producer Eric, dear listeners. I forget the name of that episode. The episode, Philip, maybe you know the, when Cochrane they find Cochrane on the planet and Metamorphosis. Is yeah. that it? Yes. Thank you. Okay. And I was like, oh my god, the shuttle! Like, how exciting! And then the, she, the 
the ambassador or the whatever she, she was an ambassador what was she the chick on the yeah. shuttle was like well, how long do we have to be on the shuttle i fucking hate the shuttle <laughs> yep. and i was like yeah you hate it because there's no bathroom <laughs> yeah she's like sweating and like <laughs> not doing well i mean she's dying and you think like <laughs> Oh my god. I was I was laughing. I was so insensitive. <laughs> all I could think about was like there's still bathroom on the shuttle. She is so mad right now. Right. Anyway. Now everything makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's the great thing about this campaign. Now you go back and watch the episodes and and it's like, aha. I understand why they think like that. Yeah. Totally. 100%. Anyway, okay. So now they're at some other planet. <laughs> there's uh, no evidence of intelligent life, but there is a power source, right? So you took a a, land, a shuttle down to the surface. A group of you did, and you discovered a crashed Federation ship <laughs> with the bodies of several Federation miners. They seemed to have been gunned down by phasers. One body was some distance from the others and seemed to have killed himself. So. Um, can, I would like to step out of character for a moment and state that um, there are a lot of episodes where like, they beam down and then smell some weird bamboo and then all go crazy and kill each other. So I'm <laughs> chill with like getting their names and like going out of here and maybe not repairing the <laughs> shuttle and maybe contacting Starfleet and letting them know. So that, that's my opinion outside. Here I go. <laughs> Inside Sarah Nicole, you being a, a Vulcan and having the, the keenest sense of hearing of the group, you're the first to be affected. <laughs> I am so happy laughing. Even listening to again, you're um, so happy. It's actually Sonic, it's well, I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Sonic something. Rude. <laughs> something. I hope it's the hedgehog and he brings me pizza. <laughs> Sarah Nicole. You realize that the rest of your party are not actually humans. They're actually Klingons. All these people that you've been adventuring with all along, at some point were replaced with Klingons, or they would have been Klingons all along. Kill them! This is a very illogical emotion, and I work very hard to suppress it. I use all of my meditative power, and I stand in one place, closing my eyes. I draw in my years of training as a Vulcan and tamp down this feeling. Mm. Press All it. Right. Roll up. What's your luck? Um, 13. Okay. Roll a luck check on four dice modified by your intelligence. Give us We're a waiting. scene of, of how, are, how, are you're, how you're controlling your... Um... Sarah, you're muted. Oh. Well, it was really good, guys. Just imagine it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna like. Uh, is it bamboo? Did we say the sweet smelling bamboo? Yeah. There's bamboo. Like, I'm gonna run into them bamboo and like children of the cornet and like run through it screaming a little bit and then I'm gonna take some of the bamboo and start throwing it at them and call them um, the bad things in Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know there were any bad things in Vulcan. There's, that's, we're all bad things. That's why we have to suppress everything. <laughs> everything <laughs> wants to kill you on Vulcan. So the madness begins to spread. Andre, now you, you see it too, dude. Oh, you I see that all these... Are you there on the planet? I am. All right. You see that everyone else is a Vulcan, is, is a Klingon. 
Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ensign Roku Solano also becomes affected. John, you, oh. got, you, have, you must rep repair the shuttle. The shuttle that you guys landed in, it's terribly yeah. damaged. You must go and repair it. A good <laughs> shuttle? A good shuttle, yeah. No! <laughs> John, you start working on the shuttle? Yeah. There's, there's some extra systems in there that you need to tear out. No. <laughs> Eric, don't you notice this? Yeah, I, I do. I'm like, Whoa. John, can you role play Hold it up, up, please? Yeah, no. Hey, guys, like, what? <laughs> uh, well, uh, here's the thing, though. Um, are they look like Klingons at all, or is this? No. Not oh, to no. You. Okay. You know. So, so I'm just like, yeah. Hey, guys, now what? I gotta fix this. No big deal. Won't take long. Rocco Solano, <laughs> uh, uh, stop what you're doing. The engines are fine. <laughs> look, and I like hit the ignition, and everything starts up. Like, look, it's fine. All the dials show normal. John is not fine. Right now, oh no, I reach over and turn it off. Now, um, Eric, what's your what's your range? I'm a lieutenant. Okay, all right, so I can't. Everyone's okay. a lieutenant, I, I, dude. I, okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm the engine. <laughs> no, yeah, no. So I reach over and I turn it off. I'm like, look, as the chief engineer, don't blow up our only way back, right? Like. Don't, don't mess around with things. I got this. Let me fix this. Don't touch it. It's going to break. Oh, my gosh. Dr. Triss, who is safely on board the Cody, uses her empathic abilities to detect that the party seems to be in distress. Can it, I use my fun. communicator? Yeah. To talk to uh, you guys, what's, is, is everything okay down there? What's, what's going on? Uh, no, not everything's okay. The uh, ship is in a The <laughs> <laughs> party has turned into Klingons. Advise. Okay. Commander right, right, right. Tris, everyone's you, losing their minds down here. I thought we beamed them straight to the medical bay. Yeah. Uh, can you get back on the shuttle, or shall we just beam you, beam you the up? The shuttle's all over the place. Okay. crazy to think of getting on that shuttle. Just leave me here so I can fix the shuttle. It, I got to fix it, guys. Anywhere with people on. Can we beam everyone straight to sick bay, please? I yeah, I've got, a, I've got a lock on them. Except for me. Leave me here. Come on. Dave, you got to roll. No, no. Oh, oh my Dave, God. you got to roll. <sighs> so, uh, unfortunately, the transporters <laughs> didn't work. The wrecked vessel had its shields raised, blocking the transporters. So they had to take the second shuttle down to the surface to rescue the landing party. We hop in the shuttle and buzz on down. Yeah, crank them very quickly and, and throw them all on board. Okay, your plan works, except you still have to, to, to struggle with John. You can't <laughs> get those earplugs in him. Uh, he's got superhuman strength, so you guys have got to try and subdue him. It's going to take so much long. It's, it's can gonna I take a day. I, I, should yes. I can also stab it with the, with the needle, can't I, to get the <laughs> Okay, we've got the hyperstrate needle that you want to tranquilize him with, April. Oh, no. And to neck nerve pinch him. I want to I wanna hit yeah. him with the. Who's, who's going to do the honors? Oh, you want to hit him with the butt of the rifle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Hold on, pause. I have another one in here. I don't know what this quote is, but we're going to inject it. I think it has to do with Roko Solano. Hold on. Please. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's unconscious. All right, Sarah Nicole. You about killed me. Roll up. Roll a 1d6, Sarah Nicole. Add your hit to hand hand class strength modifier, dex modifier. Um, I rolled a six, so whatever the modifiers are, I rolled like a million. Okay, yeah. His, his, uh, he's also uh, nerf pinched all the hell, all to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, I think, I think everyone attacked him all at once, right? Petrenko uh, hit him with the butt of his rifle and he got <laughs> knocked out with a hypo spray and then he also got nerve pinched. Yeah, it, was, it was a little rough. It was, it was all at once. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so funny. Um, so the crew uh, rescued their crewmates but had to leave the shuttle that Roko Solano had trashed. <laughs> <laughs> See a pattern. How really did you ask me to be on tonight? <laughs> No, I mean that just happened. Every time I blow up a shuttle, I end up on the podcast. Well, well. So, so the crew moved on to the third star. Along the way, the Cody ran into a radiation storm. Some of the crew got very sick, but Doctor Triss took care of them. This next star had five planets. One of them was an Earth-like planet, and the Cody went there to check it out. They discovered an intelligent species with a pre-industrial society. The crew decided they should go down to the surface to observe, but not interfere. And can we, yeah, we okay, violate so, the prime directive. Well, can we go in costume? Can we go fully costumed? Yeah. And I, um, I, you know, have my degree in linguistics, so I can hopefully um, be able to. We have universal translators. We don't need any of that, right? Well, no, but I mean, I can get their accent and that kind of stuff going. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. All right, good call. We got wigs and fun hats on, too. I definitely yeah. want a fun hat. I want a fun hat with a bunch yeah, of feathers. De, La, De Los Santos wants to go this time. So if they ask where you come from, we can say, oh, they come from, we come from another land. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're travelers. So the crew took a lot of time getting themselves costumed, but there's precedence for this. I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm. Plenty of precedence for this. Before you start naysaying me asking us to go costumed down to this planet. Oh, you're bringing up Next Gen again, though, aren't you? Isn't that where they'll go Ren Fair all the time? Well, how dare you? Um, there's that one episode where they go down right. and then there they have... Some. Yeah, it's like in the first season. Return first of the Archons. Is that? They all wear the suits. No. I, well, yes, there's that. But there's also the one where they go down to observe the society. And then they have that weird Bacchanal, weird hedonistic night. That's it. That's Return That's of the it? Archons. Yeah. It is? Oh, I thought you were talking. Okay. There's the also the one where they're in the 1920s or 40s or whatever. Yeah, there's quite a few. In the second yeah. season, it gets very uh, like, what else do we have? In the yeah. back lot. Well, yeah, like it's gonna save us a lot of money to use these costumes. Let's make a Nazis. We got Nazis. Can we do a Nazis one? Yeah. <laughs> what about Indians. How about you yeah. time travel and we just forget about time travel for the rest of the season? They time travel a lot. Oh 
don't know, but like, okay. Anyway, so we took a lot of Anybody time else getting like Star our Trek? costumes. <laughs> <laughs> like Star Trek. <laughs> Let's just argue about what episodes things happen in. That's like episode all the number podcasts. thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that you know the names of all the episodes because I often can't remember them. So I've been trying to pay more attention now that we're doing a rewatch of the original series. Because mm-hmm. every time it, we get like three minutes into it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the one where that happens. Boop, boop. You know, but mm-hmm. the first like three minutes, I'm like, oh, a new adventure. And then I'm like, shit, this is Tribbles. Next. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> this happened several times. So I'm trying to pay more attention. They anyway, more. episodes of the original series. It was just a joke. Agreed. But they, <laughs> they should. They should make more episodes about the Enterprise. Oh, except we made a whole new series about that and uh, results inconclusive. No, didn't you see the news? They're doing a Captain Pike series. Did we already (gasps) talk about this? How dare you? Tell me everything. I love Captain Pike. I'm so on board with Pike. Yeah, and number one and Spock, uh, they're all in it. Yeah, I know about that. Yes, sorry, because it's um, the what's-her-butt who's um, uh, Romaine. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. I did see that. I'm excited about that. I love that number one is back. Very good. Yeah. Okay. That's could be good. Be could be so terrible. Good. Well, of course it could be terrible. You know we're still going to watch it and love they it. Said, they said it's going to be episodic, which which is good news to me. Because that's Star Trek. Yeah. What, are you saying that that's good news because you feel like other series aren't? <sighs> saying, <laughs> Did you hear that see. side? Show about Star Trek. <laughs> like a full planets. We go to space. All the stuff that we do let's in our adventures. So let's just talk about our adventures because they're the best. Okay. Sorry, dear listeners. Do... Sometimes Phil and I like to argue with each other because it's fun. I should do a a show about the Cody. <laughs> Scout well, ship Cody. Call Scout ship Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Cup Scout ship Cody. <laughs> that is the most accurate thing in the world. Oh, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so anyway, it's a backpack, guys. I think. <laughs> it's a backpack or a, like a raccoon hat, <laughs> like <laughs> with a patch on it. A triple skin hat. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Oh my oh, gosh. I'm like getting hot. I'm laughing so hard. Okay, so regardless, we got ourselves costumes yes. to Phil's real joy. And we beamed down to the planet, but we did not find what we were expecting. <laughs> All right, there's this creatures eventually walk by on the road. Creatures? And, and yeah, they're not they're not humanoid. They're vaguely humanoid, but they um are um, they're vegetable. I mean, they're not vegetable. They're plants. They're plants. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're made really of. Uh, they got flower heads, and they have heads like iris flowers and leafy limbs. Um, they're clearly intelligent. Like I said, vaguely humanoid, uh, but they're not. Um, Super Mario. They're not oh, made of flesh like you. It's like it's like the guy on the Orville um, that. Um, that the chicks that Kelly's boyfriend gave her. Yeah, there's a giant flower that? guy. The giant flower guy. Oh my yes. god. Yeah. Okay. So I hope. Uh, I hope to prove is not too hungry. 
Dr. Triss got a very strong feeling from the alien beings. You remember the Kazinti? Yes. Where you, uh, they, they had this like intense dislike for um, vegetarians. Mm-hmm. These creatures also have an intense dislike for vegetarians <laughs> for totally different reasons. <laughs> you guys, maybe go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Vulcans are, are vegetarians. Yeah. What? I'm Vulcans a are vegetarians. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. don't drink alcohol either. And I smell very well and have amazing hearing, and I'm really cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. And a little vein. You can oh, nerf pinch. Yeah, <laughs> can nerf pinch the vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> Go nerf pinch them. <laughs> 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 eat them. But I really hate Sarah Nicole in her daisy chain. <laughs> I look charming. There you go. There's your She's answer. wearing a corpse on her head. You know, <laughs> a bunch of corpses cleared. on her head. <laughs> So it sounds like you guys are going to lay low and wait for them to pass and then uh, get beamed back. Yes, that's exactly what we're going to log, do. Log, what about what, the dilithium? So the planet was rich in dilithium, which made it a potential target of exploitation to less scrupul- scrupulous species like the Orions. The crew beamed back to their ship and notified Starfleet immediately. And the Cody left the system and journeyed to a fourth star. Along the way, they encounter the Federation heavy cruiser USS Lexington crewed at this time, mainly by Vulcans. USS Lexington. This is the USS Cody hailing. How y'all doing? Cody, this is Lexington. Just fine. How are you guys exploring the area? I see. Excellent. Yeah. It's doing some, some charting of some uh, local planets here. We've got some plant people. It was quite excellent. Uh, how are it's things in your neighborhood? Very, very logical. Most logical indeed. We are um, we're heading up from a, a diplomatic mission to Alderaan from uh, the next. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Any, see you guys uh, later. Any hot hey. tips that you might have? Do you have any uh, any uh, directions? Do you you know we we're looking to explore N four and N three. Any. Uh, any uh, tavern rumors you, you might want to share with us? Did you run into any? I'll buy a like, mead. Drones? It helps. Drones? Drones? Yeah. You did you run into drones? any drones? Oh, yeah, we did. Um, They looked yeah. like, like squid robots. Okay. They were very yeah. angry. Um, were, were they, atta- I mean... Well, they were in a crash shuttle on one of the planets that we discovered. And, Fascinating. Um, yeah, and we we opened the door, and they were there, and then we closed the door again really, really fast because they and welded it shut. Yeah, and we engraved um, "Do not open" on the door with our phasers. Uh, we engraved "Don't dead open inside." Yep. Inside. All right. See you guys later. All right. Hi. <laughs> Nailed it. You guys, yeah. by the way, you still you guys have those uh those two dimensional beings flying around your ship now. Awesome. awesome. They're like our pets. They're your pets. That yeah. Is cool. Yeah. Don't forget those. You guys like love how I, I nail the the Vulcan way of speaking. 
Okay. What? All right. See you guys later. <laughs> I was like, is he trying to get rid of us? Like, <laughs> they were just intensely bored with you. Yeah. They're like, oh, you welded it shut. <laughs> Great Cub Scouts. We just <laughs> we just negotiated a treaty for the next galaxy over. So yeah, we engraved. Don't open. You guys are like, what? What? What's that new for? And they're like, huh? Yeah, I don't know. You guys go. Check that out. That's that's great for you. Oh my goodness, that was very yes. good. So right after that, uh, the Cody encountered another ship. Klingons. There we <laughs> go. Klingons. There we, we go. Our ship for invisibility. Is it a scout? Go past it. A cloak. Is it a scout or a destroyer or a battle cruiser? Oh gosh. Let's find out. It's a destroyer. Wait, are you wanting to put up shields? That's a good call, John. The commander quick quickly took action to evade the Klingon destroyer. Dave, you gotta you gotta jump down to the navigation station like Kirk often does. He jumps up yeah. and, and, and takes the, the controls. Takes the navigator by the sh shoulders, throws him out of the chair. Six in the chair. <laughs> so the Cody was able to evade the Klingon ship and escaped at warp speed. However, they immediately had another encounter. Boom, boom, boom. All right, you go another hex and you get another encounter. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh man. It's a bit like the first, like. Three two hours of this game has been no encounters. Right, I know. <laughs> Dale Santos, get, wild, you know, maybe maybe we need to uh, have your have your finger on the button to call the Lexington back to help us. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, let me let me know. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready when you are. All right, it's just a cloud. What <laughs> is it? A cloud creature. It's another one of these dust clouds. Oh. I love that we can hear your dice roll. Like, how dead are you about to be? <laughs> you muted, Phil. Yeah, I love that that too. <laughs> this, this, so it was a cloud of gas, um, <laughs> which they were able to successfully maneuver through it without... Oh, shoot. Sorry. Oh, yeah, we can pause. I was just more talking to you. That I, I skipped the, to the wrong encounter. It's okay. Here, I'll pause I had it. another encounter, right. but... Yeah. Eric will pause it. Um, yeah, so no, I was, I just love that you, in that last, like, sound clip, we could hear your dice roll, and I love that, like, our fate was held in your hands, and then you're like, it's just a cloud. Amazing. Yeah. So, but then, <laughs> we move to the next center, sector, and guess what? Next hex. Uh, another encounter. <laughs> <laughs> no, Are you serious right now? I'm serious. It's, it's, never that we, it, it's because we, warped, we went to warp five. That's why. It's a cloud. No, it has no... no I, I just roll the same die each hex. No, I know. I'm just saying it's by, by luck, right? Yeah. We've been, we've been going slow and steady the whole time, and at the end, we're like, all right, let's go, and then just let's all do it. Right yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have no freaking energy. So this time it was a, a cloud of gas, and you guys were able to successfully maneuver through it without damaging the ship, but it mixed up the navigational instruments. The Cody was put off course, 
And it had another encounter, this time a space buoy. De Los Santos was able to establish a line of communication with the buoy and received a surprising message. You Ooh, will everyone. surrender all your female members. You better do what they say. Beam all your female women over. Let us see well, a selfie. It shows you a selfie. It shows up on the, the view screen like and it's like it's a, it's a, like it looks like the Baylock puppet from the episode. <laughs> yeah. I want all your women. How many do you have? We don't have any. I'm sorry. We're all just talking. To look female. Uh, we don't have male. any. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> If you are males, you sound like females. Just be them on over. <laughs> I'm thinking. Where's Andre? Well, we need him. You guys, should I go? <laughs> Fair question. <laughs> of course. <laughs> You're volunteering to go. Santa Nicole. It's been enough romantic adventure yet. I guess. See how this goes. I mean, I'm looking for. I'm kind of looking for somebody. Um. The mysterious alien did not believe that the crew had no females and opened fire. Uh, the Cody barely had enough energy to fire phasers, so we attempted to communicate with the alien. In response, we received a distress signal from them. The commander was dubious about the truthfulness of the distress, but Dr. Triss's empathy confirmed that they really were in distress. Really? They really Ooh, were? They really were. That's what her empathy said. So They said it. Starfleet, Starfleet general orders required the crew uh, a, a attempt to help, um, despite the fact that they had been shot at. So, the landing party beams over to the ship, and it's the all alien. Women. Actually, looks like the puppet from the episode, <laughs> not like the little kid. It looks like the, the the crazy old man alien. Oh no! Like, really? Welcome to my ship. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad you came. You guys want some wine coolers? <laughs> What's wrong with your ship? Oh, nothing. It was just a test. I was just <laughs> testing you guys to what? see if you were humane or not. Please, have you brought me any Tranya? Oh my yes, god! Have. Give me. Let's let us drink together, gentlemen. I mean, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen. Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, so every player had prepared their own Tranya to drink during the game, which was awesome and super fun. Yeah. And characters we brought post their own those recipes. Oh, yeah, we yeah. should do that. We need to get everybody to tell me what they had because we had all different yeah. things. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that, that was amazing. So the characters actually brought their own Tranya with them to the alien ship. He samples all your, your Tranyas. Do we get a prize? Is this like a bake off? <laughs> oh, we should roll. We should we should roll to see which who's he likes best. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Nicole, yours is judged the best. Uh it's because it has. Of course it is. It. No surprise. <laughs> yeah. What's your charisma, Sarah Nicole? It's not very high. Well, it's what high. is it? I'm looking. Can my hang up. I don't want to tell you anything. <laughs> grants you a plus one to your charisma. Oh my god! What a treat! Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
That was amazing. <laughs> like, not even what I expected to have happen. I thought we were going to get in some weird kooky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a price for that, but yeah. yeah it wasn't just fine. the Tron, yeah. I think it's worth it. So after spending the night drinking with the alien, we left as friends. Yes, you did. <laughs> I think I think Tranya is their notion of sex in their in their society. So it's just a different So thing. in your hypothesis, he had sex with Captain Kirk? <laughs> Ron, Ron uh, Howard's little brother? Baby. <laughs> well so at this point the party decided to call it a night and the adventure ended and it was What's amazing up, John? You're, you're muted John oh no I'm sorry I was hollering at my kid oh, okay <laughs> we thought you were hollering at us <laughs> what do you think well, about fuck what do you guys want to talk about <laughs> oh my gosh there's so many things um, I want to say that um, something that actually Eric brought up when we were talking about this. So, if, Eric, if you want to jump in, we're having a party here, so feel free to do so. Yeah. But, Eric, you'd mentioned that Cody is, in fact, a scouting ship. And this was the first time we had actually kind of done scouting, like, true, mm -hmm. like, scouting. And I thought that was a really neat point to bring up. Do you want to talk to that at all? Yeah, like, I appreciated the fact that we had a lot of, like, mini encounters during this, uh, during this session. Um, however, I, I, so I cut it out of the, the quotes, like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, play any quotes, but there were a couple of times, Phil, where you kind of encouraged us, like, so maybe you guys should just go on to the next planet, uh, like, trying to, like, move us along so we could explore all the, all the uh, stars, and... It, it really actually, in hindsight, well, yeah, we're a scout ship. We're meant to go scan, find some information. If there's no, like, distress call we have to respond to, just drop the buoy, signal back to Starfleet. Hey, we found a really cool thing. Uh, there might be some potential for some weird stuff we found. You should probably go send the Enterprise. Uh, we're going to go keep on, keep on rolling. Because, I mean, when yeah. you think about it, how many times... In an episode, did the Enterprise say like we got a report of a blah blah blah? So we've been sent to check it out. It's like well, probably because a scout ship figured it out. The scout ship was like, we only got fifty energy units. We can't do we can't do anything about this. We're just going to keep on rolling and come bring like a, a the Enterprise. And that and that could have been a thing too. And you guys mentioned like if you were really in trouble, you could call the Lexington. That that could have been a cool thing too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way, Eric. I sort of thought like this is just how it could be, where you just get little vignettes of different planets, and it was kind of a satisfactory night, even though you didn't like really um, see any plot through to any sort of like episode-like conclusion on its own. There aren't really a lot of uh, episodes like that of the show where they 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 encounter a lot of different planets and do a lot of different things. Usually a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, I, I thought it was super fun. I liked that we did so many different things. It kind of kept it more interesting. And I felt like at the beginning, we did so much logistics of kind of figuring out new mechanics. And John, you were you contributed to that so much, which was awesome. Uh, because I personally, when 
Philip was kind of talking through like how the energy worked, I was like, I don't. It's like the end of the day, I can't grok any of this. Like <laughs> I understand like the basic logistics, but all the minutia of it, like. I was like, oh, please don't ask me to figure any of this out at any time because I will not have any idea what was happening. So I appreciate that you jumped in. I mean, obviously your character would be doing that, but it was so nice that you jumped in. And then, Eric, you were doing some of the navigating, which was helpful. And I think everybody really enjoyed figuring out these logistics and how they worked in the gameplay. And so that kind of took away some of our time for exploration. Once we got in a groove of going from place to place we were like doing it like getting after it and it was super fun I don't know. so john you really took this mechanics in hand and and so nicole you really tuned out from those mechanics <laughs> Ava, where did Ava, where did you fall were you able to to keep up with what was going on mostly in the beginning i definitely was trying very hard to keep up with the engineering units but once john took over I was like, okay, I don't need to be as focused on that. I can focus on other things. And so I focused on keeping track of all the star dates and writing down as much information as I could about all the planets we went to. I got to focus on romance, guys. True. Yep. <laughs> You're going to have to. Costumes. <laughs> Feathered hats. You got to go with your skill set. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the night, Ava? My favorite part of the night. Oh man, I love that one planet we went to with um, all the hallucinations, where we all beat up John. <laughs> <laughs> we loved beating up John, Philip. <laughs> but that was pretty I, amazing. I loved all the planets in general. I mean, I love planets. I love that we went to so many of them, and I don't know. I just thought that was a really cool aspect of it. All the different classes. I love that we ended up reclassifying that planet. Um, because it was classified wrong. So Ava's talking about how in, in the show they always come across a, a class M planet and they're like, this is Earth-like. Mm -hmm. And occasionally they'll come across a different type or class of planet, D, K, P, S, whatever it might be. And this was something I was not prepared for in the session, something that, that came up and I was like, oh shit, this is something like um, we need to know about and incorporate in the play totally. So I looked up... Uh, a system. I found a pretty cool one. It's now in our um, player's handbook. But yeah, that was cool because when you get come into a system and it was like, there's um, here's how many planets there are. Here's what type they are, and you're just imagining like Jupiters and Saturns and like balls of rock, balls of fire. There's one planet where it was just like this is just a hellhole. There's just like it's just volcanic. There's monsters just like crawling the surface it's toxic and poisonous and just everything is completely bad about it yeah, that was fun yeah and that was just great because there was like nothing to do there other than just like be like whoop let's categorize that planet as a class x or whatever class no thank you class no <laughs> class hard pass <laughs> class hard pass yes oh I, go ahead i i liked it i had a lot of fun I mean, I, I think the funnest part was that we were doing new things every, like, five seconds, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, like, how does my character react to this new thing? And how can my character actually help in this situation or maybe make things crazier in this situation? That was super fun. I felt strongly that 
once we had established kind of an order of operations for our party, it really helped the momentum of the game because initially you were asking us, what's everybody doing? And we were all like, uh, scanning stuff. Yeah. Being cool. And then finally we kind of came up with our marching order of we're going to do the standard order of operations every single time we encounter a new planet. And then everybody had something to roll for. So everybody felt useful. And then if you didn't have something to roll for, you were doing something else, like figuring out where we're going, how much energy it was taking John or Eric figuring out where we're going next and stuff like that. So I think everybody kind of clicked into their roles a little more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool to watch progress over the night. And then to see those roles taken out of context, out of the ship and put onto planets or put into weird situations and how we interacted. That was super cool. Yeah, there's so much in the show where it's like, how do you even role play that? Where this back and forth of the orders and the commands and yes, captain, this, 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 and it's like I'm, I try to role play it sometimes. It just doesn't flow. But I feel like this, we kind of got to figure it out now because we're not really role playing. We're just doing what we're just supposed to be doing, and it just it's just how it flows better. Yeah, but know? but that is, I mean, that is what they're doing, right? Because yeah. they're they're military officers. Right. So they're going through their checklist. Right. So even though we made like a list to make it easier for us to just play the game, we're actually doing something that in turn makes us role play. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I love that it was you guys who came up with the rules more or less and the order. And I feel like there, there could have been a heavier rule set, which would have had that all sort of nailed down already, but this is more organic and, and it was good. I really I was looking forward to this because this was what I wanted to, it to do was to clarify some of the sort of uh, well the game mechanics but also your roles and stuff. But I sort of thought it would it would just be kind of a lackluster evening. Like we would we would accomplish that, but not really have very much fun in the process. But I thought it was a crap ton of fun too. John, you had we had been texting about some of your character progression stuff, and you had mentioned that you thought it was like the best night we've had so far. It was, it was because <clears throat> so so it fir- it finally felt like a star like to me like fully Star Trek, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's because we did so much with our ship this time, right? We did way more with our ship than we've done in the past, and which. I mean, I was, I mean, being the engineer and then tracking all that, there is a strategy to it because, man, you could get left with no energy, getting damaged too quickly, right? Like, we got hit for uh, negative five energy. Um, and then uh, wait till we actually get into real combat because we've avoided combat this whole time. So I've actually read up on combat, and there's all sorts of, like, everybody whose role has got a different task that they can perform during uh, during combat. So... It's it's I'm a super excited, not super excited if we do combat in a scout ship because we have <laughs> no energy. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but I loved it. I loved that it. It was too bad we never really got to a real combat, but there's enough else going on that I like think it's cool. We, we <laughs> did have combat with the Klingon ship, and we immediately ran away. Yeah, yeah. Which, because which we did what we would do. hundred percent. And I think I said, and then April said, we were like, should we call the Lexington? Mm-hmm. Right? Should we get a helper here? Because we will be murdered in about 10 seconds, right? Like, yeah. like 
So, but we ran away and that was cool. That worked. That would have been a cool possibility to have the Lexington come in and save the day too. But uh, yeah, that's not how it shaked out. I, I want to just go back to one of Ava's points where she was, I think you were saying Ava that um, the roles felt like you were really doing it and it, and it wasn't like, you can imagine a game where the game master were telling you, and now, Net, Mr. Navigator, now you should be really concerned about um, about your plotting. And then just like he would just have to ham it up and like act like he was concerned. Or the engineer, now Mr. Engineer, you have to be really concerned about the energy of the ship. You know, it's 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 really looking bad. Something bad could happen. And then you would kind of ham up your concern over the energy. But we didn't have to do that because the rules kind of gave us those uh those reasons for drama and the actual concern because you're you're playing it in the game you know what i'm saying yeah i think that in situations where we have a strong structure or a structure that we understand or can um internalize pretty quickly mm -hmm. when we have a lot of good structure we understand the rules it allows us a lot more freedom for role play because yeah. we can put all that around this rule set in the situations where we've had less fun experiences i think it's been more of the open world situations or plate times when people instructed us like be funny but gave yeah. us nothing to actually hold on to as a structure if that makes sense mm -hmm. you kind of seeing what i'm saying yeah i'm gonna um i'm gonna share my screen with you guys <clears throat> i just want to show you this is from another rpg and this is um, from their like ship management rules. Let me know when you see it. Yeah, what's up? This is this is just one. This is the engineering panel. So this is just what John's character would have to keep track of <laughs> in one of these RPGs. <laughs> so, for our listeners, why everybody's laughing is this looks crazy, and we'll put it up on the website. But it looks very complicated. <laughs> There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of check boxes. This impulse engine power, warp engine power one, warp engine power two, total power units available, power to movement track. And each of these has like a million boxes. That's just the engineer. Here's the helmsman on the left, and here's the weapons <laughs> tracking on the right. <laughs> um, oh my god. Here's well, so super the complicated. Shield, shield system on the left, damage control panel on the right. It, I mean, it's this paper is and pencil Excel sheets. It is. Yeah. I showed this to my wife, and she's like, "You will not have any girls play that with you." <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> um, just, the mechanic fun out of it. It does look not fun. That looks like work. It's paperwork. The mechanic that we're using, and to be fair, this isn't the, the Starships and Spaceman is not the only um, uh, RPG to land on this idea, is that the ship has hit points. We're going to call it a power pile base and energy units and whatever, but that's all it is. It has a maximum number of energy units, and when it gets to zero, the ship is dead. And it's just enough, I think, to, to create drama and, and tension. Definitely. And... Uh, and and give you some uh, meaningful decisions to make, which which it, in the show that really doesn't get nitty gritty into into all this stuff that you see on this sheet, you know what the firing arc is exactly, and and all this stuff is just like, does the ship have enough power or not? 
So yeah, I feel I like this accurately. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a, a rules like guy anyway, so it does it for me. I couldn't keep track of all that other stuff. It doesn't but look I feel fun. Like, I feel like it works well for the genre, what we're doing. I mean, if you're a person who really gets off on, you know, facts and figures, maybe that's for you. And maybe listeners, if you feel like you really like that paperwork and you've used that before to success and want to talk about it, you can email us um, or email Eric and Phil because I won't read it. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> they'll tell me about it later. But I, I don't know. It, on a Friday night when I get on the you know, when I get on right now, we're doing with my friends and I have a glass of wine and I'm sitting down to relax after my work week of facts and figures. I have zero desire to feel like I'm at work again. Right. And I just want to be like, what kind of dumb jokes can I make with my pals? Who can mm -hmm. I flirt with? Right. <laughs> I got two sets Make's of eyelids. I'm super cool. Yeah. And let's do some cool stuff in space. Right. That's where I'm at. So if you're in a different mindset when you're playing this, maybe those kind of sheets work for you. But seriously, that's why when we first signed on and you started going over all the rules and mechanics, which were, like you said, rules light. I don't think it was that hard, but I could feel myself just start to zone out at some point. And I was like, you should really pay attention to this because you're <laughs> the first officer, right? <laughs> and you're, you're like gonna talk on a podcast about this later so you should really yeah like considering thinking about this a little strongly and then john when you were like i got this i was like oh thank god oh. so i don't think about it at all it was great april texted me early on she's like is this all it is is this all we're doing tonight <laughs> yeah. i'm kind of like yeah this is what we're doing but uh i feel like it pe it, it paid off there, there are other things that I really liked in this. Um, we uh, so we're using this rule set from 1979, and um, I could have just randomly generated the planets myself, but I decided to use something that someone else had done, um, which is called the Lucani Drift, and this is more or less recent. You guys can look it up. I don't want to call this a review of the Lucani Drift because it's not really what it is, and maybe someday we will get to do it. Um, but I felt like you did a really good job. Of just like presenting planets with Star Trekky like situations, I really liked. This has been mentioned a couple times. That planet where everyone had hallucinations. This is so Star Trekky. The situations where where characters' personalities are altered. How often does that happen? It's so often. Yeah, and that's it hasn't happened in any of the scenarios that we've done. But that's why I went out of character because I was like, guys, we're about to get messed up by whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just like, knew it's like that. That's a that good call. Trope is like there. I loved it. I, you also mentioned we didn't talk about this in any of our recap, and it was more of a meta thing, but you mentioned that if we had had more time to play, the next planet or the last planet that we were encountering had a murder mystery on it. And mm -hmm. I was so mad, and I think I'm still mad. That we don't get to do that murder mystery because I love a murder mystery, right? Yeah. And I love Star Trek. And I was like, it's all my favorite things coming together. And I don't know when we're going to go back to this. And all I want to do is play that fucking <laughs> murder mystery. <laughs> like, I'm, it's, it's like eating at me. It just sounds like the best night, right? Like so much fun. And, and that is something <laughs> that would also happen, right? I don't know. So Absolutely. There are murder mysteries. So you... Show. You pulled all these from a source book, is what you're saying. Is, is 
like you pulled these the planets and the encounters that we had from a source yeah again i think, I think that's cool it's not a scenario it's it's a campaign setting and all the oh, okay. planets are like sketched out in very little detail hmm. but um but we kind of adventured in very little detail through all these things and, yeah. and we saw that that format works pretty well we had a very entertaining night if we had said like we're let's play a board game tonight you wouldn't expect to to go into a great lot of detail about any planet that you visit if you play the firefly board game or whatever it's like yeah you went to the planet and then you left um so like not every rpg has to be at the same uh type of rpg i yeah. guess yeah, I, totally. I really liked i really liked um well i think we can go back to it at some point if we get tired with some with a whole string of boring scenarios we'll be like let's go back to the lucani drift and see what that murder mystery was about yeah I, i'd yeah. be all about it let's go tomorrow this could be a recurring sort of thing <laughs> well every ship is supposed to have its its area that it's investigating really so this might be like a, a home star base and stuff oh my god i feel like this is something we can keep going back to over time How maybe, maybe even place some of the other adventures that we do on this map yeah, yeah, we barely explored the one sector. We like went into right. the other one a little bit and came back. Also, if that's our starbase, we might have people at that starbase who are interested. Like, oh my gosh, so yes. exciting! Oh, that's all in there too. All the <gasps> relationships you can build at the starbase. <gasps> the romances. The, the recurring characters that come back. Romances, of course. It has romance. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say anything, but oh um, my gosh. it's <laughs> it's awesome. It is awesome. Okay, well, I'm super uh, into that. Yeah, I, I was gonna. One of my questions was going to be what what did you come up with, and what had you pulled from source books for this? Yeah, I didn't really come up with anything. There was there was a so basically you roll one d six each time, or you roll some die. I forget to see whether there's a random encounter in each hex that you pass through. And then if there is, you roll for what the encounter is, and then it branches off into different things, different types of clouds. There's a whole bunch of like very special types of encounters, um, which I don't really want to talk about because we may encounter them later. Don't tell me anything. The one the one that we did encounter was the space buoy, oh, which yeah. you know I wanted to do because we did the Corbomite maneuver. <laughs> and, and you could encounter ships, enemy ships. And then... Um, uh, the planets were supposed to be all mapped out, so they were from the module, and um, and then we went and explored those. So yeah, I don't really have to do anything other than sort of figure out what we're going to do. So maybe dumb question, just to clarify. The module yeah. itself had what was happening on the planets, or you pulled that from that book? You, do you grok what I'm asking? There's no, there's no module. There's a rule book. Oh, okay. Which has okay. the um, just the adventuring rules, the, the space travel, space adventure, space combat, energy and units and stuff. The map is from here, the Lucani okay. Drift, which okay. I'm okay. not calling I'm a back. module. I'm calling it a campaign setting. Fair, fair, fair. Good. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. No modules here this week, friends, as previously stated by Phil, and I forgot immediately. Right. <laughs> do you guys have anything else you want to bring up that you really liked or really hated or i do oh let's hear it <laughs> we were talking john was like oh you brought me on to, to put me on trial <gasps> oh, <yeah. laughs> well um but well 
Are we ready for our humanity on trial segment? <laughs> sure. Let's call it that. That's fine. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> John. Uh, wow. You destroyed another shuttle craft. <laughs> <laughs> millions, millions of Starfleet dollars out the out the tube. We can tell you exactly how many dollars because we have it in our rule in our rule book. <laughs> um, but but John, um, what do you have to say in your defense? Well, um, I was trying to fix it, right? Uh, I, and obviously, everybody else was under uh, under some. Uh, you know, mind control. Um, I did, I did talk to the commander and I was like, uh Oh, commander, am I in trouble now? Cause this is my second shuttle. And he's like, well, you know, you weren't, you weren't you. So it's cool. So I got off, the, I got, I got off the hook. So, I mean, so that's going to be my defense. Even my commander was like, ah, it's, it's okay. There's 25 million credits, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to dock that from your salary. <laughs> You're not going to be receiving right. salary for a while. No, but I guess not. Um, but that's just how it goes, right? This is a court martial. You're like, oh. John, I loved this. I don't know if you remember, but we played Temple of Elemental Evil back in the day. You guys remember this, Eric Nicole? There is a... I don't want to spoil it because maybe maybe our listeners haven't read it. You don't There's, want to spoil a, a module from like what year? No, I don't. 1985. We've been in situations before, let's just say in our D&D campaign where... where uh, players have been taken over by demons or, you know, hypnosis or whatever. And they're, they're supposed to sabotage the party. And back in the day, I have to say you, John and Andre half-assed it. You found ways to sabotage yourselves and like tip off the party and actually help the party. But, but this time I felt like you were all in. I heard what you were supposed to do, destroy the shuttle. And you freaking went at it. It was hilarious. Right? It was. I mean, that's. I mean, that's the whole point of when you when you role play these games, man. Even if you don't want to do it, well, that's life, right? That's that's how it goes. That's the way of the dice. Yeah. And I I I failed my role, so tear <laughs> the pieces. I want to say it's because you've been a DM since then, mm. so you've been on the other side of this. I have. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, it was super fun, though. This was one of my absolute favorite nights that we've done. So um, I'm excited for Friday for it to come up again. Me Destroy too. another shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need, right? I guess. We didn't have the other shuttle, right? We don't have it on our ship. We left it there, right? Yeah, we did. The destroyed shuttlecraft, yeah. It's not It's not coming back. I guess. I guess you could go and salvage it. The Lexington well, can go get it. Well, wouldn't we? I mean, I mean, I guess it just depends on where our next, you know, our next night takes off at, right? Like, it's like if we're starting off where we're still exploring. All right, I guess we don't have any shuttles. But if we went back to like a, you know, to a, um, a I don't want to call it a starbase, right? A starbase. Uh, it's um, a deep space facility. Deep space. Yeah. Like K seven in in the um, trouble of troubles. It's not the same yeah. as a starbase. The starbases are like the actual docks where you can overhaul your ship. And the deep spaces are more like, uh, I don't know, 
their bases. Yeah, but do you think they'd have spare shuttles? They might. Yeah, yeah they just have to pay $25 million. <laughs> Get one. I guess I'm going to open a line of credit. John, tell me one more thing you liked about the uh, the system in the game. Oh, I I mean, it, the 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 big thing for me, right, is I'm a strategic mind, right. I love I love strategy and and trying to think things. And when you implement a system um, for 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 me, especially being the engineer, um, when we started implementing the energy and kind of have to figure out that cost, that changes the entire dynamic of how you travel around, how you face off with people. So to me, that aspect of the game really kind of like, I guess you would say you kind of put like handcuffs on yourself of like what you can do. Like when we would play other games, you're kind of full range wide open of like sky's the limit really with all sorts of stuff. But this kind of keeps it more refined of like, well, you can, but boys, you're going to start paying the price to do so. So um, mm-hmm. I just that to, to me, that aspect of using this system has, has been super fun. Um, I am also a rules light kind of guy as well. What you're saying reminds me of when we played Ghost of Conscience and all the stuff that we did in that episode, you know, going into orbit, beaming people over, you know, all kinds of different uh, transporter uh activities the ship getting damaged and um modifying the ship it was all kinds of cool stuff you guys did in that episode which i don't think you would be able to do on the cody in the current system and the adventure of course was written to assume that you were on the enterprise so maybe the enterprise could have withheld all that but it would have been cool to see um uh to see that where we were keeping track of all the the energy units as well but i, I would have I almost would have hated for it to um, to straightjacket the episode too much because of all the cool stuff that went on in it. So something to think about when you um, run an adventure is what, uh, well, how many energy units you have and, and what all you want to try and accomplish. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think the limitations inspire more creativity, like fast paced. It's like, oh, we don't have enough energy to put up shields what are we going to do you know we have to think of something else fast before we're screwed so i, I mm-hmm. like that aspect of it um because it'd be too easy if we're just like oh shields are up oh we could just evade okay nothing happens we got around it you know yeah well when we get our next ship right and we start going up in classes and we start having the larger amounts of energy I think that's where we'll see some real fun ship battles of like really being able to go at it because you got a lot more expenditure, so you can just let loose. It's sure. fun thinking of the ship like a character that's leveling, that has yeah. hit points, that has uh, parameters it can work within, and thinking about. I, th- I think thinking about the Cody like a character is really cool. And then when we do level up and get our next ship, you know, we'll. It's just like when your character levels up, you get more stuff you can do. And I think that's a really neat way to think about it. Yeah. yeah. You can... It won't be the Cody anymore, though. It won't be the Cody anymore. There's some ships where you can, like, upgrade the ship to the to the next class up. But a scout is already... It's kind of uh, not... A, it wouldn't be an upgrade to change it to a destroyer. Anyway. Um, what did you think about traveling at light speed? And, and how many, like... 
hexes that you moved based on um, the amount of energy you used. Did you like that? Anybody like that? Well, I I, um, I did for this how we did it. Um, it. I think that again, like you said at the beginning, we I think we went too slow. Right, it's being a little too cautious. I think so. we have a tendency to do that as a party and as a group, especially mm -hmm. when we're presented with a new rule set. We feel it out and we're very cautious and careful. And that's from working together for years and years in role-playing situations where we've had close to TPKs and almost died or killed our characters, right? So we're yeah. all like want to be really cautious and figure it out. And I kind of like that about us because now we've figured out the rule set so well that I think we can just go from now on. Yeah. So I think it's worth it to take that little bit of time. It's hard right now. We've talked about this on the podcast before. It's hard right now because we're trying to keep it to like a three-hour thing. People get sleepy, and then we're done for the night right when we start getting into it or going, right? Mm -hmm. and that's just the nature of what we're doing right now. And it's kind of good because now everybody's so stoked to come back. Right? We're ready to play more because we had such a fun time last week, and I – wanted to adventure more by the end of it and as opposed to being like Ugh, like tribbles <laughs> kill the Klingons I want to go sleep right 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 so I do think it took too long at the beginning John I definitely do and that's why I was like I don't get these rules I hate it if we're doing this <laughs> I don't want to play anymore it was <laughs> never that bad it was never that bad I didn't bad. think it was that bad April and I, I might have texted each other and be like is this our life now <laughs> I liked what I really liked about this. I was I was looking forward to finding out why why does Captain Kirk sometimes go warp factor two and sometimes go warp factor four or six? Mm -hmm. It it, just, it would seem like you'd just always go warp factor six if that's your normal cruising speed, and then if there was an emergency situation, you'd go warp factor eight because that's your emergency speed. So this was kind of cool to see. Like here's why you might go warp factor one. Because you wanted to be really cautious uh, and you wanted to conserve your energy for battles and you weren't on a time frame. So eventually we instituted the idea that you wanted to explore six star systems and be back to the station within the space of 20 days. So that kind of gave a little bit of a kick in the pants eventually. And as the, as the game progressed and people were like, oh, we're not having any encounters anyway. Let's go warp factor three, warp factor four. <laughs> and that's when you started having all the encounters. Game is last yeah. words. Well, also, I think we forgot. So in, in, in the lower warp speeds, the way we're doing it, warp factor one means you go one light year a day. That's one hex. Warp factor two is two hexes. But as you start getting a bit to higher speeds, you actually get like eight or 20 or whatever hexes that you can go. So um, I think we sort of forgot that exponential factor. And I think we'll give the scout a bonus over other vessels even because it's a scout and that's sort of its thing. It should be able to go long oh, that's distances. A really good idea. Actually, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's a really cool. I like that. It's suggested in some of the blueprints that instead of the normal cruising speed being six, it's 6.5. Instead of the emergency speed, emergency speed being eight it's nine so i think what i'll do is just make it the the normal energy cost for six point for six to would would let you go 6.5 and so on i have it all worked out you can see it on our rules that's super cool i like it eva yeah. what do you like about uh this game about this particular um yeah is that what you mean? 
It can be about this vision. night, but if you have overarching things about yeah. everything we've been doing, we'd like we've to had, that How here. many sessions have we had? Seven or eight? Seven. Seven. We're caught up. Seven. Yeah. I mean, I like everybody's dynamic at this point. Mm -hmm. um, it just We just jump into it now, and it's great, and everybody has their roles. Which is just, it's very different than just a regular D&D campaign. Because, I mean, in the regular one, you all, you play different, um, you know, magic user, cleric, whatever. You have your different roles in that sense. But I don't, this sense, it just seems so much more, like, awesome. together. Because we're, we have a single mission, and we're all supposed to be loyal to Starfleet, under operating under a list of rules, and... We have prime directives, and we want to help people, and, and I just really like that aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Really works out so great for RPG. I thought that might be a, a drawback that you didn't feel like you had enough autonomy in the game, but it really, really is not a factor at all. Mm -hmm. There's that great sense of teamwork, and uh, there is some uh, like hierarchy and whatever, but that just just creates some structure. Yeah, and maybe some some tension at times, but that's kind of good too. But then within within the game, and it works this way in the episode too. That once you're down on the planet or or whatever, you're doing your your job. You kind of do it your own way, and that's kind of fun. Yeah, what I love I love going down to planets. It's just my favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> I always love. I always want to go. I never want to stay on the ship because that's just that's where it happens. That's where yeah. It's great. Which which episode felt the most planety? I'm not talking about this night, but in the whole campaign so far. The ring. The drifting ring. The drifting ring because it had like so many it, it felt like it was it could have been a campaign setting in and of itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well it yeah. wasn't a planet, but it was the most planety because there was so much to explore, different factions right. and, and uh, things to do on it. And so much atmosphere. There was rivers and huts and hills and mountains and caves and everything was mapped out. It was all on the map. So many maps, yeah. Maps, maps really lend immersion, in my view. Agree. Yeah. Tell us one more thing you liked, and and this time about um, hazards of space. Um, I mean, I like the map that we used in hazards of space. Yeah. Uh, I like the the hex system. I like that we used our uh, warp speeds with it. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I, I was frustrated with how slow we were going. I was like, he said not to pussyfoot around, and here we are pussyfooting around. But towards the end of it, though, then it seems more logical to go at slower speeds if we weren't needing to go as far in distance. Because it's like, oh, this star system isn't that far. We can make it in two days, you know, and it, we, we have those two days. Like, it's not a big deal. So I thought that was interesting how that played out. I love that sense of traveling over the space of days. It made it seem much more Star Trek-y. Yeah. Or in Star Wars, it, it seems like uh, everything is in terms of hours. Like, mm -hmm. we're, in, we're there. But in Star Trek, there's more of a journey. Definitely. And I also like the contrast. If you're going at slow speeds usually, then the fast speeds uh, are like, now we're going fast. Mm -hmm. It makes it more dramatic. Definitely. Like, it would be fun to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Phil, but it would be fun if we're doing more things like this to have some actual on-ship situations happen. 
That's that is another thing that's been missing. A lot of episodes mm -hmm. just take place on board the ship, and you're like going around the ship and having reasons to to do things. Go, you know, let's go to sick bay. Let's go to engineering. Let's, you know, yeah. Infiltrations are a classic scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. All we've and... done is bowl on the ship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so infiltrations. Like... Yeah, like even um, just interpersonal relationship development mm -hmm. or. Yeah. Um, yeah, just we're going to be watching for next week. The enemy Ooh. within. So Very excited. good. Oh, and, yeah. and, and I have to. <laughs> I, I have to apologize. We're not going to be playing uh, a game really a lot like the the enemy within, where where you're going around the ship and, and looking for somebody or fighting somebody. But I, I hope I hope a scenario like that does come up. Mm -hmm. We did have ones where you're like on other people's ships, but that's not quite the same. Yeah. So I feel like that's still something that's really missing. I liked April ought to be happy. The doctor had a lot of stuff to do with finding a cure for the craziness, for the radiation sickness, yeah. being aboard the other the space buoy to find the guy, you know, help the guy supposedly. And it really works out well that she also has the empathy. Mm -hmm. That oh, she she does so that cool. double like uh, caretaker role, and also like McCoy is like. He's he's not really an empath, but he has almost that like um, I don't know counselor role on the ship in his yeah. way. Well, he's well, the emotional contrasting Spock's logic. Mm -hmm. He also he has psychology, so path. he can notice like the, the like um, he noticed when Spock is close to Ponfar, like he you know mm -hmm. he notices small behavioral changes and stuff like that. So yeah, Definitely. well. Yeah. I think we should. I think we should rate um, our game experience, even though we're not rating like a, a published thing specifically. Hey, wait! We have a warp factor that, scale. Wait, before you talk about the warp factor scale, we did not decide oh. in our humanity on trial section what we're going to do with John. <laughs> oh. So we need to rule on on John. <laughs> oh no! Not, not guilty, <laughs> big time. Not guilty. I love yeah, how John we played it. He played it great, and he was all in, and uh, that's exactly what he, he was supposed to do. I, I want that. I want to be able to delegate sort of my, my GMing ability to these to the players so that when I say, you are now a saboteur, you're actually actually working against everybody else, that they will be all in and do it. So I freaking loved it. Thank you, John. A plus. You're welcome. That was fun, not man. Guilty. Ava, what do you think? What's your ruling? Yeah, I'd say not guilty, definitely. Um, I mean, it was everybody's favorite part of this episode. We all got to be of John, and that's punishment <laughs> enough. So, um, yeah, John, you're obviously not guilty. That was super fun, super like awesome, great role playing, and made that made that encounter so much better. Like, destroy the ships, pull the levers, press the button. <laughs> it's part of what makes playing role playing with you so much fun, right? And like then you just went all in. I was like, yes, do it. it we were all like laughing our asses off. It was great. So, yeah. I'll, I'll I will I, I will accept some of the credit for this too because I came up with it, it had the idea that, that the security officers would think that everyone was Klingons. So that was straight from the module. It did not have the idea that an engineer would think that something was wrong with the ship and want to destroy the ship. Yeah. That was my idea. Genius. So that was really very that's the good. one thing I brought to the table tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> you did it very well too. You were very quick, and you're just like, "No, John, you think this?" And John was like, "Cool, let's do it." And if we're going by, I, I will put my finger up as 
some of us are trained actors, mm-hmm. right? If you go by the rules of improv, which are so applicable when you're role playing, right? So applicable. You want to say yes and, right? Just like improv, right? You want to say yes to whatever is happening and I'm going to do this. Because when somebody says no, you're just like, well, fuck. I guess I'm done role playing and I'll, I'm done for the night, right? And in this scenario, we were all of us. You were like, you are going crazy. And I was like, yes. And then I'm going to do this. And you were like, John, you're going to destroy the ship. He was like, yes. And then I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then it becomes the most fun we have, right? Because we're just going all in. So it's important. I think it's important to keep that in mind. Like when you're role playing, you just want to accept what's happening and then see what else you can do to amplify, right? I think it's important for continuity's sake that our listeners know that John did install a head in that shuttlecraft where the <laughs> control panel is supposed to be. Yep. But that, was a, that was a, a tangible improvement. You don't know, necessarily I'm need to go anywhere in the shuttlecraft, but you do need to go number one and number two sometimes in the shuttlecraft. I hope you're not going number two in the shuttlecraft. <laughs> sometimes. But- me too. Sometimes awkward, awkward, awkward flight right there. This has become that kind of podcast. Where's the yes and to my poop jokes? Come on, Sarah. You're right. I apologize, Philip. Yes. And that's number three. Number <laughs> three. Everybody else. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gross. Okay, let's score the show. All right. Okay, are you guys familiar with our warp factor scale of 1 through 10? It's the same warp factor scale that we use in the game. But 1 means it wasn't very good, and 10 means it was very, very awesome. What was our our highest and lowest scores that we've had? Eric, did you pull the numbers? I I did not pull the numbers. Son of a... Week after week, man. It's It's like we don't pay you for this. (laughs) <laughs> look at his face he's so sad okay we'll look up I think we had i i gave um ghost of conscience a nine and again troublesome tribbles i gave a two um those are the most extreme scores i've given them eric's what? nodding and so i don't know we'll All pull right. it, dear listeners and dear philip we will yeah. pull the numbers for our next podcast. We will actually put up a chart on the website as well of what we're scoring each thing. A running tally. Yeah. So don't look at it, though, before you listen to the podcast. No, you can. Spoilers. You don't want to spoil But if you're looking it. to run a Star Trek adventure, you want to know what the best ones are and not listen to two hours of people talking about how much they hate one of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should listen to them all because they're sometimes pretty hilarious. The ones that suck, we've sometimes made not suck because we're just that awesome. <laughs> that is accurate. Okay, so does the scoring system make sense? Ava, I know, John, you've been on here before. Ava, feel yes. good? Yeah. Okay, let's start with John. Uh, so we got to rate the evening, man, 10. I love 10. It. 10. 10. Lo- loved it. Loved it. Oh. One of my favorite nights. That's definitely the first 10 we've had. April almost gave the Drifting Ring a 9.5. Well, that's really good. But she she uh, went down from there. Okay, you loved it. We've heard all your reasons why you love it. What about you, Ava? Um, I think I'm going to say an eight. 
mm-hmm. because I mean, in the beginning, it was a little rocky with us trying yeah. to figure out what what was going on, what we were doing. But we really pulled through and really figured shit out, and it was awesome. We had a lot of fun. We went to planets. Yeah. Sarah Nicole? I'm going to give it an 8.5. And it only isn't getting a higher score because of the same issue at the beginning because talking about the rules for so long made me want to die. But that's, you know what? No. Jesus. (laughs) Look how calm that actually happens. I know, and I have to pay attention. I'm going to look at the rules and try to do it when I'm not sleepy. Okay, no, I'm going to stick with my 8.5. I was thinking about giving it a higher score because that's not the the materials fault, right? That's us processing mm-hmm. the materials fault, but I still I'm going to stick with 8.5. I had a lot of fun. I liked the um the adventure or the the way the adventures were planned for each place. I liked that there were so many different things that could happen and I liked that we experienced a lot of them. And I liked that it forced us to use the mechanics to our advantage and avoid disadvantages. So that was super neat. 8.5. All right. I'm going to give it an eight and I don't mean that as a slam. I think you guys gave it super high scores, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but to me, eight is still a super high score. Um, I just, uh, I'm just trying to imagine what an ideal Star Trek RPG evening would be like. And um and this is this is close. It's it's not quite there. It doesn't ha- didn't have any real moral quandaries. Um uh, I, there were some elements of it which were just kind of not uh well, not sublime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I loved it. It captured my imagination big time. It really did everything I hoped it would do, and and then so much more. I haven't been able to stop thinking about this for like weeks. I've been working on like making my my planet classes chart, um, <laughs> making it just perfect, and uh, and just all the stuff that happened. I just feel like uh, everyone was very satisfied with how this went, and I feel like the contribution that this will make to the whole rest of our campaign is huge. I, I, I almost wish, I think we were right to start with a planet crawl just because of all the logistics involved. Um, that was a more familiar place to start, but I feel like every campaign should have this, something like this early on, just like the Carbomite maneuver established what they were doing in the show. I really feel like this establishes what we're doing in the RPG. I've noticed throughout the, podcast every time you guys would talk about our next adventure or adventures you sort of imagined it in terms of this adventure as being kind of subsets of this and uh i really want to modify my thinking to that because this was great loved it i thought it was uh gamey and also just everything it felt like star trek yeah yes we all had a butt ton of fun and we all are excited to play again. Mm-hmm. And those are incredibly important factors. I, I I see none of the scenarios that we played up until now cover as many different types of Star Trek-y things. And I don't see them covering them again. So I, I really think we'll just have to keep coming back to this from time to oh time. God, murder this mystery. Was, yeah. I, I do think there will be more so- murder mysteries like in terms of full modules. So I don't think you're bound for disappointment in that area but yeah Yay. 
We should totally love do it. it. So did you tell us? Um, oh, you told us what episode we're watching for next week already. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I remember. Great episode. Very exciting. Well, I, I, the next module that we're doing is called The Vanished. And it's by, um, it's well, it's by two different authors. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Guy McLemore is one of them. Ooh. He's the author of Ghost of Conscience. And the other author is Greg Paline. He's the author of, again, Troublesome Tribbles. So who knows? Really this unholy end. marriage will we'll <laughs> Uh But um, The Vanished is usually mentioned in the same breath as Ghosts of Conscience as one of the best RPG Star Trek adventures that people have played. So I have high hopes for it. It's supposed to be really highly regarded. But when I look through it, I don't find any episode of Star Trek that it really matches up with, which is why I went with The Enemy Within. It matches up with some elements, and it it just uh, it being such a great episode weighed in its favor. It's just a great vehicle for uh, f- for William Shatner. It's a great exploration of some of the core ideas in Star Trek, and uh, and the musical score. You guys listen to the musical score by Saul Kaplan. It is magnificent. Excited. You don't you don't you don't get those in TV that much. Oh my gosh, yeah. you guys, I'm so excited. This is a really good episode. <laughs> my top five, definitely. Really? Yeah. Wow. Tarantino likes it too. Is this where we get the neck pinch for the first time? Uh, sure we get a we'll report time. back, dear listeners. That's a good question. I think, I, I remember reading about this just recently. Nimoy was directed to like punch a guy or shoot a guy, and he's like, hmm. Let's do something more refined. And he came up with this and, and it with, with Shatner. And he did it to and Shatner re, like did the reaction. And the directors loved it and said, Yes, do that. Oh my god. I love so it wasn't him. even in the script. He stands for elegance, logic, blue eyeshadow. He's pretty- <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh. Fantastic. Okay, guys. Let's do this again sometime, shall we? Definitely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for real. Talk about Star Trek. We appreciate you. Yeah, hopefully next time um, I did blow up the shuttle. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just have you on every time that you destroy a shuttle. It's just a thing. (laughs) Hey, John, do you want to drop your Instagram tag or a handle or whatever? So, yeah, so my Instagram um, is invulnerable justice, right? I know it's always a mouthful to say. Um, you can find me on Instagram and you can find me on TikTok. I'm part of a group called uh, Justice for a Cause. Uh, we are just a group of cosplayers that uh, try to do good in the communities and uh, spreading positivity. So if you it. ever want a good laugh, uh, come check out my stuff. It's not Star Trek. It's, um, you know, the Marvel, Captain America stuff, but hey, you get a kick out of it. I love all of it. Yeah, we're about all pop culture here at RPG Pop Club, so we might go into modules like that or campaigns like that in the future. So, yeah, yeah. Go. Ava, do you have any? Do you want to plug any of your social media, or do you want to hide like I do? I don't. I mean, if you want to see pictures of my lizard, <laughs> follow. Yeah. <laughs> <That's about it. laughs> you guys don't want to see pictures of my lizard let me no. tell you right now 
Thanks, Phil. Oh my gosh. I wish everybody could see it. Carter's face. Our producer. <laughs> <laughs> with everybody right now. <laughs> uh, see? Improv skills right there. Yes. And? And? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a hey. great night. Also, if you did like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. It helps us out. And Eric and Phil want to hear from you, not me. So visit our <laughs> website at rpgpopclub.com or email us at rpgpopclub.gmail.com. Yes, that. <laughs> Thanks, guys, Tell for being us. here. <laughs> if there's anything you want us to do, we'll do like anything. What? Anything. What do you want? <laughs> no! Roll for that romance. Show you our lizards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to have some lizard merchandise. Oh, oh, got a t-shirt now too. Oh with god! Gorn? <laughs> yes, with the gorn. That's too much. Okay, send us your gorn lizard and uh, Cody Cub Scout art, so we can make some t-shirts. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Do 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 do